terribly gone, but it was a lot. Well, it's weird. My camera's weird. I could try it. It was nice. That's both of us. But then I think people have to do this. Yeah, see, it gives me that message. So that's so. Uh, that said, this is Andy Leonard, and I am at uh, Sequel Saturday Albuquerque with Jason Brimhall. Jason Brimhall, you are an MCM. Yeah, some days. <laughs> are you an MVP as well? I am an MVP for the data platform. And, a, and an MCM. You're one of those rare birds. Yes. I'm a, I'm a, what do they call them? Uh, a, not quite a chucker, but, you know, a snipe. <laughs> so it's like the DBA equivalent of a unicorn in data science. That's what I think of. There we go. Yeah. That's good. Man. I like it. I like it a lot. So um, tell me about what you do. I am a consultant for all things data platforms that do not go deep into the stuff that you do. Oh, okay. I, I, I scratch the surface with transformations and stuff, mm -hmm. um, analysis services, cubes and stuff, but I am not uh, an Andy Leonard as far as that goes. Well, trust me, I've, I've been stuck in here with me for 54 years now. I'm not impressed. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, I, but I do. I knew. I knew that already. I knew you do a lot of uh, a lot of DBA magic. Uh, MCM for folks who aren't familiar is Microsoft Certified Master. There were what 200. 200 so? globally. Yeah, and then they discontinued the certification. But Microsoft was kind enough to let you carry that uh, indefinitely, which is cool. It's, it was a hard thing. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and try to wrestle that away from me after we earn it. <laughs> That's right. Pry it from my cold, dead, I don't know, query typing fingers. So I'm not sure. And that's basically it. <laughs> but you do a lot of uh, support for, for larger data sets, larger databases. I'm hesitant to use the term big data because it just changes so much. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I do support for all sorts of systems. You know, I've got a client right now where we do support for a system that is doing about a million transactions a second. Wow. And it's not fast enough yet. Oh, my gosh. No, they, wow. they complain about it all the time. Yeah, I was talking to someone yesterday or the day before that's talking about 500,000 trans 500, transactions per day. <laughs> yeah, and you're, yeah, and you're doing twice that. I shouldn't laugh. I'm per sorry. second. No, it's okay. Um, and it's you know, and I, it's just you know, it's different. I guess different data sets, different things people are trying to do. But that's near real time, I would imagine. A million yes. a second. Yes. So, and I would imagine they're large. And if you said their name, don't. We'd probably recognize them. You might. Might recognize them. Um, they are a clothing apparel. Uh, our sporting apparel uh, sales chain. So they're selling a lot of uh, apparel there at a million transactions a second. Yeah. In all fairness, a lot of their transactions are uh, them trying to shoot themselves in the foot. Oh, wow. So if they would allow us to tune things out, they'd probably drop down to 500,000 transactions oh, wow. a second. Okay. So that's one approach is you just reduce the number yep. of transactions, reduce the amount of work, things will speed up. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Is it now, I'm just curious, That would that be a flat, like would it take half as much time with half as many transactions or is there some uh, curve involved in that, you think? I think there would probably be some sort of curve. It would depend, uh, depending on what they're running, some of it. You know, if I reduce the transaction load, other things are going to run faster. Yeah, makes uh, sense. 
sometimes it means that something else might actually get in the pipeline because there's room now yeah. and may cause some other slowness somewhere else. So it, it depends. Cool. I, well, I like that you worked that in, being a DBA and saying it depends like twice. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Everything depends. Never, DB, DBAs never say that. I'm kidding. Um, why, you know, people may be asking, uh, why are we on Data Driven TV, uh, a podcast about artificial intelligence, machine learning, data science? Why are we talking about, uh, or talking even with someone who is a, a master at, uh, at data itself? And I think it's a pretty obvious connection. I, I'm not sure that everybody that's listening to us gets it, but. You know, we can do all sorts of cool visualizations. I specialize in data engineering, which is collecting data, moving it from one spot to another, cleansing it, um, you know, trying to shape it so that it's ready to be picked up and put into these beautiful engines like R and, you know, Power BI and Tableau and all of these other engines. But, I, you know, I, I don't know that people get the stream, uh, kind of the life cycle, if you will, of the data. But I know you do a lot of work with the uh, with the data storage, the, with transactions management, stuff like you just like you were just talking about. And if you know to kind of connect the dots, how would you connect the dots for our data science, machine learning? Well, I, I think a pretty basic dot to connect first is to understand where the data is coming from. Right. One of the sources is from a transactional or a DW type of database mm. rather than a flat file system or, you know, that, like big data likes to do a lot of things from, from flat files or sure. using JSON constructs or so forth. Uh, Traditional storage databases are another type of source for for your data engineering, for your machine learning, for your data science. And if you can't get the data out of those systems fast enough, then your model is not going to be... Well, not the model, but the people are not going to be very pleased with the performance of the model. Right, and the idea is to serve the customer at yeah. the end of the day. And, it, you know, a million transactions a second, I would think near real time is almost a requirement. Yes. It's, uh, you know. it, they want it before they thought it. Wow. <laughs> That's hard. Uh, you've got, like, the speed of light. There's some physics involved in there, you know? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of physics, uh, you know. You know, speed of light. You know, we're already processing a lot of stuff at the speed of light. And yes. That's just not fast enough in a lot of cases. Wow. You just got to be able to figure out the fastest way to get it because, uh, sad to say, and shoot me maybe, I don't know, but uh, some people are just not happy if you can't provide the data or the model or whatever it may be to yeah. them before they come up with the idea that they need to have it portrayed in the book. Right. Right. It's our job to do that. Well, it is. It is. That's part of being a consultant, I think. Is uh, it's a little bit of customer education. Um, so you know, I talk to people all the time that want uh, some business intelligence like uh, data integration going on, and. Uh, you know, I get two types of calls. One is, I, you know, I need it faster than I'm getting it right now. The other one is, I, I need to figure out how to get it as fast as I can. The second one's a little easier to deal with. Usually, when they, they're trying to get something faster than it's going, my, the first thing I tell them is, you know, there's a risk. It could be that you're getting it as fast as possible right now. So there's no way to know without me coming on site and helping you, which you know I charge money for. <laughs> but. Um, 
you know, it's it's difficult. And, you know, people, uh, I had a conversation not long ago where someone asked me, you know, why can't you just tell me the right answer? And it's like, well, there's about, a, you know, 100 moving parts. Um, I gave the one example I like to give is, you know, packet size on your network switches. That actually impacts database performance. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and, and, know, a lot of people don't think they that. They don't know of that. Yeah, they just don't know. And this is where having, you know, dozens of years or, you know, more than a decade of experience comes into play. You've you got to, everybody's got a bag of tricks, right? We just got, we, we just got a bigger bag of tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said something there that is kind of important, you know, they always want you to give them the right answer. Yeah. Well, I, I think an important thing to underscore is there is no single right answer in a lot of cases. Right. There may be a hundred different right answers. Wow. Yeah. 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 Usually there's more than one. I'll grant that. Yeah. You, you may have a lot of right answers for the situation, and it may be right today, and it may be right in a year. And, of course, in two years, it may not be right. Right, right. Scaling. So it, de- it depends. Again, there's the it depends. Right, right. It, it depends on the, on the actual needs and what your, what your goals are and their willingness to sometimes pay for the solution that is going to get them to the right answer, whichever may, you know, because some right answers are more expensive. True. Very true. This was a great talk, uh, talk. a great talk, chat, chat, talk, chat. Great. It was a, it was a great talk. Yes. Uh, with Jason. Thanks. Thanks so much for agreeing. Uh, actually, you didn't agree to appear on the, uh, on Facebook live with me. I shanghaied you. I said, Hey, come sit with me and, you know, since you were a friend, and trust me, you did. And then I started the live, and here we are. Yeah. yeah. We're going to see where that trust leads us That's now. what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks yeah. for chatting with me. Thank you. Right.